it is a joy to be with you, and, and that's not just a nice thing to say. It's an ab absolute joy that uh, we've been looking forward to and missing. I, I, um, I get homesick uh, for these, these friends that God knit us together with so many years ago, and uh, they are a precious part of our lives, and uh, it is so cool. Cool isn't the right word. It is so precious to us to, to have relationship with you, to, to watch as their kids have grown and the grandkids are here, and I, I just want to stare. I really do. I just want to stare. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a gift to us that we get to be here. We're loving every second of it. So, where's a clock? Help! <laughs> oh boy. Huh? Sheesh. <laughs> you know, the, the gigantic clock on the back wall. <laughs> oh. I, I, I have a, I have a job to do this morning. I have a message to deliver. I have a word to deliver. And uh, so, Lord, we agree that you will accomplish in our hearts what you want to from, from your word this morning. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 31, very familiar to you. Usually we hear it when we go to weddings and so forth. And I'm, I'm going to try to see how fast I can move from verse to verse. So you may not, I won't stay too long, I don't think, here in Ephesians. But For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. A profound mystery. I'm talking about Christ and the church. And our, our unions uh, as husband and wife, as spouses, and what grows from that is a window into this profound mystery, Christ and the church. And I want to I touch on some aspects of that profound mystery. Let's go now to Revelation chapter 19. Verse 6, start there. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder. It's amazing how much <laughs> John is there in heaven. He's seeing all this. It's amazing how many times you hear this description. It sounded like peals of thunder. It sounded like roaring water. You know, It's amazing what was going on. He was being blown away completely by what was going on at the throne. 
this great uh, sound proclaiming, and, and we heard, if you will, expressions of it just now in our worship as we were singing hallelujah. We love you. You reign and you are worthy to reign. We are, we are just participating in what's going on around the throne continually, which is where we live. This is that, the, the shouting hallelujah for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. The wedding supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah, for the wedding supper of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. Profound mystery. Read with me in Revelation 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Hmm. We've heard something this morning about he makes everything new, haven't we? He's always making things new, eternally new. There are, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. The old order passed away. The bride saw the bride, the holy city, the new Jerusalem descending from heaven, adorned as a bride, prepared for her groom. The bride. Jesus will have a bride. Jesus will have a wife for all eternity. He will be married. He will have a wife for all eternity. To be honest with you, this idea of the bride of Christ, I've, I've, always, I've always tended to focus on, the, on, on being... Wow, we, we are the bride of Christ. We, and, and we individually form part of the bride. We are a part of the bride of Christ. 
And honestly, that, though that's something that I rejoice in, it's always been a little bit difficult for me to, to kind of get into. Maybe, maybe as a man, to think about being part of the bride, it's like, mm, okay, <laughs> you know, that's great. But I honestly, I honestly didn't get too uh, thrilled about it or very far into that idea of being the bride. But that has... That has changed as I've gotten older and my, my perspective on life has gotten broader. Uh, I, I have new, uh, new joy in the bride of Christ, the wife. You know, I, this scripture here describes the new Jerusalem. One of the things that it says about it is that it describes its gates, but it says the gates of the city will never be closed. The gates of the city will never be closed. There will be flowing from that city all that resides there, where the throne of God is, where he himself, where God himself is uh, the light that fills the city. It's his glory that fills the city. There's no need for sun and moon because he himself is the light. But thinking about what will flow from that city, I have a, a our oldest grandchild is, um, one of the things that he is into is uh, the universe. And all he can just rattle off, you know, his conversations a lot of time. He wants to say, Grandpa, you know how far it is from... This planet to, to that planet? No, how far? And he'll tell me exactly. And it, you know, he, tells, he wants to tell me about, about black holes and, and uh, uh, you know, galaxies. And it's, it's like, wow, that is awesome. So he has gotten me thinking more about the universe, God's creation. Uh, not long ago, I, I read that they used to estimate that the universe contained roughly 200 billion galaxies. 200 billion galaxies. And of course, each galaxy with billions of stars. Well, fairly recently, they changed their estimate of how many galaxies there are. They said, no, it's not 200 billion. Now we estimate that it's 10 times as much. Now we estimate that it's 2 trillion galaxies. Someone mentioned how, how, how time, you know, he, he, he contains time. He contains all of space as well, doesn't he? He contains it all. He transcends it all, encompasses it all. But just thinking about that, 2 trillion galaxies, you know, I mean, billions and billions of light years of, of, of distance and just measurements that make no sense. You know, it's just beyond anything we can conceive of. And I have, I have started to, that used to kind of trouble me. I thought, gee, how can we think, with this little tiny planet here, how can we think that something is special going on here? You know, I mean, there's got to be life all over. If you figure there's trillions of galaxies, 
Certainly, there must be a whole bunch going on there that we don't know about. And it, it actually kind of troubled me. There must be aliens. There must be, there's probably, you know, some, you know, astrophysicists and so forth. They say there's got to be hundreds of thousands of places in the universe where there are, where there is life like ours, you know. Well, gee, what does that say about creation and so forth? Well, I have started thinking, rather than thinking about where did all that come from, what's all of that for, you know, why did God create all of this? Frankly, with this, uh, with this meditation, I guess you will say, regarding the bride of Christ, that Jesus will be married for eternity. The lamb will have his bride. He will have his companion for all eternity. And from that city, the new Jerusalem is going to, it's going to take the whole universe for what things are planned, what things are going to be developed, what things are going to flow out of that relationship and that, that, that oneness, just like is flowing out of, of your families. You know, there's another generation. I met Jesse's, Jesse's parents um, this morning. They just had their first great-grandchild born. Whoa, am I looking forward to that. What flows out of that relationship? Well, it's not just trillions of galaxies that it's going to take. There's who knows how many universes there are and how many countless dimensions there are. It is just going to go on and on and on. And it will flow from the Lamb who is at the center of the throne. And it will flow from that oneness, that union with his companion, his wife. And they will reign forever and ever. And that union will produce just completely unknown developments that we have no idea of. And it will flow out of that relationship. All sorts of things that haven't begun to enter our minds. Infinite depth to the mind of God. Infinite depth to his creativity and his plans for all eternity. History doesn't end with the wedding supper of the Lamb. Redemptive history, in a sense, does. It's culminated at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Redemptive history, but redemptive history isn't the point of all of God's creation and all of his infinite design and plans and so forth. It's just the beginning. It's the wedding. Holy smoke. What may be beyond there? As I get older, I've almost, these last few months, I've almost thought, man, am I getting ready to die? You know, because I'm, 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 I'm so enraptured by this By contemplating what this means, this is just the beginning of the beginning. We have, you and I have, the unspeakable privilege of contributing to the preparing of the bride who will be presented by the Father 
to the Lamb, His Son. We have the privilege of contributing to the preparing of the bride. And that's what is new for me. That's what I am embracing and is, is, is fresh revelation for me because the longer I have the privilege of being the life companion of my wife, as we have seen now our, our sons, our, last, our, our, our third son got married a couple of years ago. And now they have moved, uh, he and his wife have moved from L.A. and they're close by us there where we live in Oklahoma City. And I'm, I'm getting to see my, my youngest son and the joy and the fulfillment that he is finding in that relationship. What I've been watching with our other two sons and delighting in these daughters-in-law who love our sons and delight in our sons and watching the, the grandkids grow and seeing them parenting. And Molly and I have this, this perspective. on as, That's what I mean about growing older. I'm loving getting to watch this. And part of it is this companion that God gifted me with. We get to experience this together. And in a certain way, it flows from our lives, and it grows, and I love watching you guys. I love watching your, and, and meeting new family members and new kids and watching things flow out from you. It really helps us to get a clearer perspective on life, but what I'm delighting in regarding the bride of Christ is that I am so happy for Jesus. I am so happy for the thought of what is awaiting him. He will have his bride. He will have his companion. And he will begin to walk together with that companion with whom he will share all eternity. And what that means, who knows, our, our lives, our families, and our, our marriages and so forth are a reflection. We get a glimpse. It's a profound mystery. But I'm so happy as I contemplate that for him. Jesus, you will have your bride. Jesus, you will have your companion. And you will share all of eternity. What does that mean? I'm happy for him. And I am just in a fresh new way taken by the idea of beginning, of, of being able to have anything whatsoever to do with preparing his bride. Think of it. We get to, in everything that we do, there, we read there about in, in, in uh, 19, fine linen regarding the bride, fine linen bright and clean was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Frankly, that verse right there has given me pause, and it's kind of made me, well, let me, let me kind of go around this. Fine linen, righteous acts of the saints, that's intimidating. Uh, you know what I mean? But it was given to her to wear. 
Not because she says, man, I am going to get myself ready. I am going to, boy, is Jesus going to be impressed with me. My righteous acts. No, everything beautiful about the bride will flow from the work of the Lamb on the cross and all that He accomplished. It will glorify Him. Even her glory, her beauty, that fine linen, bright and clean, will tell the story. It will testify of the power of the Lamb and His work to take us from shame and the grave and darkness and selfishness and all that is ugly about us to transform us and create this incredibly glorious companion for the Lamb. We get to contribute to that by everything we do. The righteous acts of the saints, everything you do. By the way, you can take, you can contrast. Have you noticed how I have my watch right here? I haven't even glanced at it. <laughs> I thought maybe this would work. Like, you know, let's see. Okay. <laughs> it's not working. Compare, contrast Revelation chapter 18. And I don't want to go, I do want to go there, but we don't have time to go there. But Revelation chapter 18 begins with fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. And it repeats, I don't know how many times through that chapter, woe, oh great city, woe, oh great city. And an angel, it, 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 starts, it culminates with an angel taking a huge stone, a huge, like a huge millstone and casting it into the sea and proclaiming that's how Babylon will be cast down and destroyed. It says, one verse it says, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. What? You, you theorize all over the place. About what is this? What does this signify? What does this symbolize? I, I think, I, I'll just tell you where I'm at on, on what this is referring to. It's everything that flows out of our rebellion. It's the system that creates everything foul. It's our self-centeredness, our rebellion. It is Babylon that stands against everything that is pure and bright and clean. Our sins are piled up to heaven. And God has remembered our crimes. Outside of the work of the Lamb, that's the system. That's the city. It's a city if you will. It's that system that is, uh, flows out of rebellion against the Creator. The bride, and it speaks of its adulteries, it speaks of its prostitution, that that's what that system is. It's unfaithfulness to the Creator. It's unfaithfulness 
to him and embracing everything that is abominable to him. That's where we were. That's where the world in darkness is outside of the redemption that he brings. It's, but it likens this city, the city, oh, great city. You're, this, you'll be cast down like this stone being cast into the sea. That's how you will be destroyed. That system is going to be gone. And what does the next chapter show us? A new city. The new Jerusalem, who is the bride of Christ. You guys, well, the city, that, you guys here in, in Cody, Wyoming, are part of part, the reason why you're here and what you like about it is that you're a long ways away from any city, you know. <laughs> yeah. City? That's going to be the bride of Christ. City is, well, but think of, just begin to try to imagine and contemplate a bit every, every potential that there could be about a, a city. What it could, uh, just let your mind run wild with what, if he was the designer of it all, if he was the creator of it all. What will the new Jerusalem look like? But it will primarily what it will be is us, the redeemed. That is the glory, the redeemed ones. And we get to contribute to that. How do we contribute to that? Everything you're thinking, what's a city? A city is a community. What do you do to, to contribute to relationships? What are you, what are you doing here to, con, to contribute to community? It's a co-op, if you will. I hear about a co-op that you together, many of you are, are cooperating in. What? To invest in, in your children? Yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. It's a co-op. You're working that together. Community. I love hearing about just, just seeing some of the, the things that you're doing just in, in this community to bring the new Jerusalem, if you will, the, the likeness of Christ, touching every single thing you do through your work, through your relationship with your neighbors and, and fellow community members, everything that you do to bring life here, everything, every diaper you change, every... Every time that you uh, tolerate or <laughs> I think about how much my companion has tolerated of me. He continues to embrace me when I can get real irritating. You said, uh, Nick, you said something a little bit about that. About I forget just how you said it, but really, we can be really stinky, can't we? Stinkers. <laughs> and to have one that continues to embrace and to forgive, to love in spite of everything that you do. Mothers, thank God for you. All of the things that you do, it's endless. All that you do 
everything you do in investing in your, in your marriages, everything you do in investing in the community of this fellowship, investing in each other, caring for each other, embracing each other when it would be easier just to say, yeah, I've, I've done that, I've been there, no thanks, I'm, I think I'm... You know what I mean? Continuing to embrace. You know what? The, the, the community of the redeemed is the easiest thing in the world there is to criticize. It is so easy to criticize. Call it the church. Call it the fellowship of the believers. Put different names to it. It is incredibly easy to criticize that. And, and I, I need to repent and I want to be more sensitive and more embracing of that community, the church, the bride of Christ. Why should I be just kind of flippantly criticizing the bride? You follow me? No, invest in, contribute to. We have that privilege. Won't it be something? Not only, not only to form part of the bride at the wedding supper of the Lamb, but to have a perspective, in some way to have a perspective as we see the glorious bride and Jesus the Lamb receiving his companion for all eternity, for us to be able to, to look and, and think, I had a small part in that life I had a small part in that life. I devoted my life. That's a part of what I'm enjoying now and seeing our sons as they've had children and growing. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this companion and I had a part of investing in those lives. And now we get to see them investing in their children. What's the wedding supper of the Lamb going to be for us as we rejoice and are happy for the Lamb as he receives his bride? Jesus, Lamb of God, we are so privileged to have any part in preparing your bride. Lord Jesus, use us. Use everything we do. From the, the most insignificant things that we think of, let it, let it all be a part of preparing and dressing, adorning, your companion. Thank you for the privilege, dear Father. Lord Jesus, we, we pray, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. We look forward to, we long for the time when you will receive your bride. We rejoice for you. We love you. It's wonderful to think that we could contribute to something that will bring you so much joy and fulfillment. Hallelujah. We thank you. Bless this community 
of believers. Bless this community, this city, this family, and all that they do to glorify you and to prepare the bride. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you, beautiful church, beautiful community of believers, beautiful family. God bless you, beautiful bride of Christ. Cody, Wyoming, you are beautiful. Bless you. Thank you, Kimmy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow, right. Uh, and then I know <clears throat> if I were a young man again sitting in here, maybe around 15, I'd be like, what in the world is he talking about? What's he so excited about? And I just, I, I want to talk to you kids and say, um, y y you'll see. You'll see. You're, you're a part of that bride. You're a part of what Stan was talking about this morning. Um, speaking of <clears throat> helping the bride of Christ along here, uh, I need some kids to pass these out for me. If you, yeah, come on up, you guys. You, you can too. You can help too. We'll, we'll give... We'll give you some to pass out. We'll give you some to pass out. Give you some to pass out. Uh-oh. Hopefully I don't run out. Luke, I'm sorry. That's all I got for you, buddy. Oh, there, there's another one. So, um... Some of you have been downtown for the Advent uh, service that we've done the last two years at the Silver Dollar Outdoor Stage. Now, I know that if you have any religious bone in your body that you're offended, at least a tiny bit, that we're having an Advent service at the Silver Dollar Bar. But I just want to say we're outside. And there may be a day when we move inside. I know it just blows some people's minds that I could even say such things, but you guys, if Jesus is coming back for his bride, let's bring the light in. I, I, I don't think we should be intimidated by, well, it's a bar. Well, so what? Uh, they need Jesus. But the thing is, is I'm not going into the bar to accomplish the bar's agenda. I'm going in to accomplish the kingdom agenda. Right? And so uh, I know it's hard because it's cold, uh, but could, could we just agree that we live in Cody, Wyoming, for goodness sake? And the good news is, is you can always put more clothes on. You can only take so many off, right? So 
as we uh, consider this service coming up, um, we finally have another part of the body of Christ that's uh, helping and participating this year, uh, and we may be more involved yet. Uh, I know one of the things that they want to do is they want to put together an impromptu choir, people that will help lead the 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 congregation that's that's gathered there in the Christmas songs or the 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 group sing part of it. But uh, Pastor Pat Montgomery from the Presbyterian Church is going to bring uh, the gospel message. Uh, with that, there's going to be uh, Wendy Core from the Presbyterian Church. Some of you know Wendy uh, from being with the Dan Miller Band. Uh, she's going to be leading in some of that. Uh, there's some other uh, things that we're still working on. But could, could I just ask you guys that you make this a priority to come downtown for the parade, for the lighted Christmas parade, and then hang out downtown until we start the Advent service because, again, um, some of the some of the ministers in our ministerial uh, think that the only reason that we do this Advent service downtown is to keep people downtown so that they buy more. Just going to tell you guys straight up, that's what I've heard. And I, I want to tell you, there may be some business owners that hope that, but I want to tell you the truth is, is most of the business owners want to do something that speaks to the true meaning of Christmas. And the only way we can do that is not by gathering here as much as taking it right down to the center of town. And I believe in that, you guys. And I know it's hard for some of you to get there, and if you can't, that's fine. I'm not, I, don't, I don't sit there with a pad of paper figuring out, okay, who's here? But you guys, I, I do believe this is part of what Stan's talking about, is gathering and influencing our community for Christ. There is a tremendous hunger in this community, and I keep seeing it, and I just, you guys are going to be hearing more and more of that from me in the coming year. Um, God, God has moved me into some places and positions that are uh, intimidating, um, and I, I feel ill-prepared for, but I, I believe the Holy Spirit has known all along about it, so we'll, we'll make it. 